Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm your host, Nate, and I am here today on this Monday. Um, I'm feeling pretty interesting today. Um, I said I wanted to stop my gripe sessions that I do at the very beginning. Maybe I could put them at the end. Uh, But I am... Um, I do have some things that I, so in, in general, please be careful. I know a lot of us are online a lot more in these last couple months than we have been. And I want us to really practice a lot of safety. Make sure you're changing your password because there's so many people on there. I would do it every month now instead of every three, four months, but please protect your passwords. Um, log off and log back on. Even if you're going to stay on for extended time, just log off and log on. Um, uh, people are, the, the scammers are really out there right now and they're really um, doing their best to get through and, and finagle their way through. But please just be really mindful of, of scammers out there. Uh, try to clear, and I'm really bad at this, clear your your uh, your computer uh, of any spam or anything like that. Don't open up suspicious emails. Um, notify your bank if you get any of those emails representing you, your bank or financial institutions or any anybody. It seems like is is this a, a shady thing? They're even sending friend requests and people are logging in on your social media. So all your passwords. This as a healthy um, practice try to update them as possible. There are some apps out there and I'll try to find some of the ones that I've been looking at myself and I'll share them on the Artist Exchange page of some apps where you can have, you can consolidate all your passwords into one or just don't use the same password over and over. I've been, I took a, a class last week and that was one of the pointers that they gave us in terms of protecting your business. Don't use the same password your personal and your business don't use the same password for everything i know specifically for guys that's the thing that we are known for doing but please don't use the same password all over the place because it'll be very easy for people to get into your banking institution stuff and you know personal matters and just your your computer if you're using the same password um you can use variations uh the the guy who the class was like do some variations if you want to have it jog your memory is that is that good so just make sure uh you're just making sure you're safe online not friend requesting people that you may not know make sure you start a conversation with the person there are a lot of people who accounts are being hacked and such so please be mindful be protective of your of your private information. Um, one of the things that I've started to do is I only use one card when I'm shopping online or I'm paying bills. I use all the, the I use that one card to pay all my bills online. I don't use my card, uh, multiple cards, because I have like a savings account and something like that, but be mindful of how you're using your, um, the information on the on on the other side of that, 
being safe. If you aren't home throughout the day, try to get your packages. You know, if you know, ship them to wherever you work. If you're allowed to ship them to your work, or I know um, now um, Amazon uses those containers that are in markets and other businesses where you can um, have your stuff shipped to a, a, a specific space. Uh, so do that just to keep your your stuff safe and, and sound. Um, I've had stuff stolen off of my steps recently um, and shipped to other addresses and all that. So just be mindful and be protective of your personal information. Right now, people are talking to people online more that they don't know. Um, so be mindful of the information that you give out in terms of your address and your whereabouts and all those things. I'm trying online dating and it backfired on them. And I'm not trying to say that is what everybody on those online dating sites are doing, but just be mindful uh, that people are still people and scammers are not taking a break because we're in a COVID pandemic uh, crisis right now. So please be mindful and just be really um, alert. Um, I have a gentleman that will be joining me shortly, Mr. Timothy uh, Craig. He'll be joining us. He's a, a performing artist, a visual artist, and this is a nice guy. I met him. Uh, a show from New York came down here and I got to be a, uh, a part of it. And I met him doing that. So we'll talk to him a lot, uh, a little bit more once he gets on. But um, in terms of what I've been doing lately, one of the projects that I'm working on now, and just thankful that as an artist, I'm still able to work and still able to um, uh, create throughout this uh, space. And I, I really am thankful to all the people who have been supporting me throughout all of this in terms of donations and um, to the projects that I'm doing and just keeping me encouraged and reaching out to me. Uh, I, I, I can't talk and read at the same time. Yes, yes, you can bring him in. He can come on in. So uh, I've been, uh, one of the projects that I'm working on right now is uh, a real nigga show. It's a show that is 17 years in the making and it's really um, uh, with we're doing something different with it this year. This is my first year actually being a part of the production. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit different because theaters are closed down and things are uncertain. Uh, we're doing it as a live stream. So it will be live streamed on August the 29th um, at 7 p.m. And I'll have more information. If you see on my pages, you can uh, measure that and, and get the information in terms of tickets. Tickets are only $18. And I believe you will be able to watch it like you're watching a like Amazon or um, like a paid subscription type of plan. So you'll be able to watch it for seven days. Um, and this is kind of, it's not a new thing. People live stream all the time, but in terms of theater, it's really tricky. So it's a lot of components and the gentlemen, um, the other actors in the show are really working really hard. Shout out to Troy Burton, the, product, the uh, producer and director of it. So. Um, I'm ready and I'll be posting more about it and I'll be bringing some of the guys on as well, interview them. But without further ado, I have Mr. Tim <laughs> joining me right now. How you doing, sir? I'm doing so well, Nate. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for one, taking time out today because I just asked some moments ago. <laughs> uh, but I, appreciate, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, 
can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I let them know that you're a photographer, a phenomenal, phenomenal. And I, I love all his art, but <laughs> as an actor specifically, I got in trouble a couple of times because I was watching him do what he was doing. It was a special hey. time. But let people know who you are. Uh, introduce yourself. That's what's up. Um, Nate, I'm Tim Craig. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm working on like you know the the, the labels and the titles, but I think the, the the bottom very bottom line, I stand in own that I am an artist. Um, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, okay. I'm an artist based out of Brooklyn, New York, right now. Um, okay. So you're back in New York. Yes, yes. Okay. I am in, I'm in New York at the moment, and uh, have been finding my footing here. Um, and so yeah, I've been kind of like you know routinely staying creative and chilling. Um, but yeah, I, um, I'm an actor, writer, director, uh, painter, photographer, I guess is also the name, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, artists, uh, here in New York. So it's kind of like, you know, they're all at different levels and different stages, but it's kind of like, you know, learning about a lot of different things and learning, learning what path and what journey to take. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I first, when I first met you. It's rare that I connect with people doing theater because it's. I think sometimes it can be a um, a tricky situation because you're with these people for a specific amount of time, and then once it's over, it's like it's over. And uh-huh. I'm the worst at um, keeping in touch with people uh, from theater experiences. I'm. It's really bad because sometimes you don't know if you really made a connection or if it was just. We just had to be together, so it's the same like a connection. But um, you were one of the people who I wanted to really keep in touch with because you had such an interesting way of looking at things um, and such an honest way of um, looking at things. And it just our conversations were not like what I had normally uh, had before. So I think you have a, a very inquisitive mind, and I'm waiting to see more of it. Uh, I was unfortunately I've only ever got to see you in that one production that we were in, um, so I've never seen you beyond that uh, perform. But I'm sure if it was anything like I, what I personally saw, it was phenomenal. And now I'm being introduced to you as a photographer as well. And I love, I love somebody who's not afraid to just do what they're doing. Uh, hey. Definitely above all those things, um, and, and in terms of being an umbrella, a storyteller. Um, and where did all of this stem from is, you know, I know the South, it, it breeds actors and artists, but where did it start for you? Well, dang, Nate, I want to, first of all, say thank you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I will get to your question and I, I will not forget it, but I do mm-hmm. thank you, brother. Your words are powerful. And so I can't just kind of guise over that. I really appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think all this came from. I had to really learn about storytelling. I had to really learn about what it is. I had to really mm-hmm. learn about what it is for me personally, um, because right. I think everybody's on their own journey, and I think it looks different for different people. And so, um, I think now in my work, I've been doing a lot of looking back on like where my interest in storytelling came from, um, and the only thing that continues to come up is you know who I am, my family, the people that I'm from, the place that I'm from. Um, that helped develop how I look in the world at the world. And the more I kind of really dive into my creative self, start to understand that about my practical self, that all of this interest and curiosity 
that you speak of um, comes a lot from uh, the people that I'm from, most importantly, but also the place. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, my mother who, you know, you know, we from a long line of people that, you know, curate their living rooms, you know, to a T and like got the picture in a certain place and this and that. That's a creative outlet, you know, or if, if it's cooking or if it's sewing or if it is painting or if it is acting. And some mediums get more kind of, you know, I guess um, eyes or attention than others. But um, the people that I'm from are the most creative from a social and physical and um, creative point of view. And mm-hmm. it really it really comes from from them. No doubt about it. And we, sometimes we don't think about that, but as artists, uh, we don't realize that sometimes we feel like we're the only artists in our family and because people aren't doing exactly what we're doing. Hey. But we've said before, like, that's, that was something that I had to really tap into once I found that storyteller in myself mm. and really look at, you know, my mother was always spray painting stuff and redirecting mm. and, like you said, curating the living space. So it it looked pleasant to people coming in the door. Like uh-huh. grandmother always making these boutonnieres and selling them on Easter and prom time. And I'm trying to figure out where did this creative <laughs> energy come from? I have a bunch of cooks and music people and DJs. And I'm like, where did all this? And then uh-huh. realizing that those were the people who kind of gave me bits and pieces of the story, even though they may not have directly fostered my creativity. They mm-hmm. definitely kind of planted a couple of seeds in my mind. Like I do all the things that they did together. Uh-huh. And that's crazy when you yeah. look back at it in that way. Yeah, brother. And you're a manifestation of that, you know. So you you walk mm-hmm. your your journey, you know. And I've been I've been trying to get you on here for a minute and just <laughs> timing and just me not following up properly, I feel you, but. This no, no, is- Nate, you, you know, I know exactly what you said. I don't mean to interrupt because I'm kind of oh, learning hey, how to do gone, this. Right. <laughs> you know, um, what we were doing together, the production we did, Nate is, Nate and his audience, I, I don't know who's watching this right now, but I want to let his audience the know world, that Nate is very, the world, the world, hey, amen, amen. <laughs> um, Nate is very modest and he is a talented, multidisciplinary artist himself, um, right down to how he, he talks to you because he has a very specific voice also. So as much as mm-hmm. I appreciate the grace's words from him, he is very keen on his craft also. And um, and I, I know that for a fact. And um, I, I've been watching Nate. I think, you know, we did that show in 2017. And I've been watching your wow. show since then when you told me about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you really do shine a spotlight on Baltimore and the artists that are in it. Because, um, you know, these, these, these towns and, and, and these areas, don't have that spotlight to always shine and you do it with right. a dignity and an honor and that's a really big yeah Nate, that's a really big difference and it's a voice that we are so lacking and i only come to a question it's like why are we lacking this dignity and honor so much with our young artists and so i appreciate that um but yeah you know that that production that we were working on was very special and you were in a room with me all the time guiding folks in and so you were able to kind of be with me all the time and as an artist you have to embrace all of that and so it is a getting to know your fellow actor, but it's also getting to know your fellow artists and learning from them and how they create. And, you know, you also do that very well, but you hold space very well. And I appreciate that. Yes, yes. It's, it's interesting. Even stemming back from that production, that, it was a moment in that where 
uh, I, I really decided to look at my creativity differently. And because I saw so many different other examples of it, and I didn't really pay attention to that type of calabash of artistry before on other projects. And I, I just decided to look at myself differently as an artist and take myself seriously. The, hey, uh, hey. I got to speak with some of the producers of that production and the director. Uh, we had many times where we were just sitting and waiting uh, and I got to talk to them a lot and just hearing what is possible beyond these uh, four walls and that possible? idea of being an international artist from any address. Uh, any address. Really came from that moment and me talking to the director of that production because I always felt like I had to be loyal to Baltimore and uh -huh. sacrifice my need to explore because of my love. I hear you. And I really, over the last couple years since since that production, I kind of got hints of it before that, but that one really showed me that I can be an uh, artist from any address. Hey. Uh, and I can explore from any hey. address. And uh, I still will continue to wear Baltimore, even as I'm planning to uh, uh, get out of here and, and, and get my feet wet again and in other places. But um. One of the things that I wanted us to talk about today is that aspect of storytelling and how important it is not only uh, to kind of keep history going and be mindful of history so we don't repeat it and be respectful of history. And I'm noticing in this moment that um, uh, for myself, I'm researching more about history. I'm hey. watching a lot of documentary, getting caught in that YouTube uh, hey. rabbit hole a lot. And just trying to discover the things that we kind of overlook. Um, mm. We're always trying to reboot something and replace it and and then get rid of it. But really stemming a little bit deeper, even going as far as the Aunt Mama, researching who she really was mm -hmm. and how she really became a part of that company and how Bingo. because of her input, it became the Aunt Mama company. Uh, but a lot of those things aren't necessarily being taught at school or at home. Uh, uh -huh. So we're really dumb to a lot of aspects of our own history. Um, and as artists, I see a lot of artists who don't want to borrow or lean on or research the past. They want to recreate the will uh, in terms of being an artist. How do you feel personally about the research aspect of being an artist and creating from your research or, or being inspired by rather? Oh, that's such a good question, Nate. Oh, such a good question. Um, it is imperative, you know, it is imperative. The only way we're gonna really know where we're going is to know where we've been. Mm -hmm. And that's point blank period, time, space, don't matter where where you're from <laughs> or who you at, you know, and where we going. You gotta know where you where you came from. And that's on a personal level. And that's also on a global and, 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 and uh, national level. Right. You have to. I think one of the biggest things that we're learning at this time is that it is not only history. There are things that go in cycles. Yes, you hear that old saying: "History repeats itself." It does go in cycles, but along those cycles, there were a couple of few um, that were really trying to alert, alarm, inform us. You know, um, educate. You know, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of natural teachers, but people that were like trying to let future generations, those people who are looking towards the future, those people who are trying to create solutions, um, 
to, to say, hey, this is what worked for us in the past. Maybe it'll work for you then. And I think that so little, those voices that were trying to speak to us in the past get lifted up and like said, hey, you know, we can make this turn at this juncture. So we don't have to always kind of go in this cycle. Mm -hmm. um, but that research is important because, you know, as Gil Scott Heron said, the important part about history is that people called it his story. So depending on the storyteller uh, and where it's coming from, it is that person's story to tell. And that, Nate, as you know, is very powerful. So mm -hmm. knowing how the story was told, history, as Brother Gil Scott uh, Heron says, is imperative to understanding where we're going. So we can tell our story on our own two feet. How do you, what's your responsibility in telling uh, your story in terms of your family, where you come from, your experiences? What, what is your responsibility in that? It's an incredible responsibility. And, you know, I'll try to, I, I, you know, I can go on and on and on, Nate, you know that. Um, but we got I don't know time almost, right now, oh, son. Okay, sip right. the iceberg. Oh, really. this not your only shot. <laughs> hey, I feel you, Nate. Thank you. Um, it's imperative for a couple of reasons. The first thing that comes to mind is um, is um, is personal history. Um, I'm sorry, can you just for one second rephrase the question as you did so beautifully? So what is your, in terms of telling us as artists, telling our stories, what is your either contribution or what is your responsibility rather in telling your story? As many of us, especially as actors, we're always telling everybody else's story. But what has it, you know, has that responsibility fell in your lap yet or uh, have you decided to tell your story or what, what, where are you at with your responsibility in sharing your story? I hear you. Um, it's an incredible responsibility. Um, where I am with it, I think is, I mean, if I had to really kind of guess, I mean, I think it's always been a practice. I've always been interested in it and whether it's been uh, college or, you know, even in my youth. But I think where I'm at with it right now it is the most imperative um, because uh, of where I'm from and who I'm from, like I was mentioned earlier. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think we have to really understand what it when it comes to what it means to telling our stories. So it's like it, every story is unique and there is power in every story. So in every facet that you explore with your own story, you're going to learn more about who you are and yourself. Um, and you don't always have to learn it so linearly. And I think it's taught so linearly a lot, mm -hmm. but it, it really truly expands. So the more you actually dig into self uh, and that kind of understanding, you just start expanding and start, start understanding more things around you. And I, thought, I know that that's very, really vague, um, but I think about me as Tim, you know, uh, um, you know I'm, I'm an artist that's trying to express and try to be creative on a daily basis. Um, depending on what the, whether that's reading a play, reading a script, um, writing a script, painting, um, and most parts, it's always an investigation, you know what I mean? And learning about mm -hmm. something in, in a different way. Um, I think it's a thing that I'm after. And I think that sometimes the thing that I learn is, you know, uh, the thing that I'm looking for all the time is that, is that satisfaction as an artist. Um, and sometimes it's a hardship, like truth that you have to 
adjust about yourself because you continue to expand and explore, there must be more space created. And sometimes for that space to be created, you got to shake the table, <laughs> you know, and for sometimes yourself that, often. yeah, for yourself often. And, so, and, and most of the time, that's a personal table that must be shaken in order to do that growth that is necessary. Um, but, you know, that's that thing as, as artists that we love. We love experiencing that. Um, I just think that, you know, we have to always understand at what, what cost of that exploration, but it is important to explore, to, to learn new frontiers. You know what it I mean? It can be About- uncomfortable, too. It, I think most artists, I, I know for me, I can't speak for anybody else. I know for yeah, me, yeah. looking inward to do that, like creating your own content in terms of you being the content, that's a scary thing because it's easy for me to go memorize a monologue about somebody else's story. But when it comes to self, it is like scary because not only am I exposing me, but I'm, you know, healing. And then that question comes up, can I, can I, and most of us don't do the internal stuff because I'm holding on to that struggle because mm-hmm. it makes me the artist that I am. Mm-hmm. And it's that question, can I be an artist without the struggle? Can I be an artist while sharing that struggle and healing in the yes. process? Can I still be an artist after all of that is over? And I think that's all, the, that's, that's at the end of the day, Nate, that's, that's got to be the goal, right? To feel, to get, to, to you know, to expand, to, mm-hmm. to literally, you know, uh, as a lot of my heroes put it, to feel better. You know, that's the whole goal. Um, right. I think one thing that's a theme about my week creatively is articulation. And I've always struggled with articulation. Like kind mm. of, exp- I've been painting a lot abstractly lately. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, people, my friends, they'll see it. You know, they'll keep asking what is this? Like, you know, can you talk about it? And I'm like, I don't really, really can at this moment, but um, I always, you know, even like my theatrical work, it's like, you know, when you get a note from a director, it's like, hey, can you like have a conversation? Can you articulate how you're feeling at this moment? And through a lot of my mentors, they always tell me that articulation is actually very important. And I always, as an artist, wondered why. Why is it so important for me to say, what it is like i don't like giving my work any disclaimer i don't like you know you know saying this is what it, i like people experiencing it and like you know sharing in it and it's i think interesting that, that's a, that you use the word disclaimer why why is that the first thing that you go to because i feel like i'm taking this the experience away from the person that has chosen to be with me in this space okay um, okay you know, and I think that I just honor that active choice. It's like, oh, this person's going to go see an artist or this person's going to go see a play. It's like, I'm not, my words, you know, I'm looking for your words as an artist. I'm not always looking for mine. And I yeah. think that's why I struggled hearing the whole age of uh, articulation. But there is a problematic thing of an artist wanting somebody else's words, right? You know, mm-hmm. we use ours. And I right. think that's why they were trying to get me to understand. It's like, it's important to articulate how you're feeling when you're involved in your work and what you're doing and how you're doing, it doesn't always mean it's the right articulation, quote unquote. It is, it's just important that you do it for self, that you say the words, right? And you, you don't actually, want to excuse. It feels like what I'm hearing you saying, and I, I somewhat agree, you don't want to skew the audience's perspective by yeah. giving them this, uh, and in your words, an explanation or disclaimer. Um, but I think it's a balance though, because people are going to 
people who have free thought will think mm. what they want to think regardless because right. they'll they they'll read the explanation or the little card beside it after or separate right. from enjoying what they're watching or of being aware but that's an interesting perspective that i i didn't ne I necessarily did not understand it's hard for me to always articulate my art but i never thought about it from the perspective of kind of skewing the audiences or the spectators uh perspective yeah, and I think in that articulation, which brings back to your question of why it's so important to personally be able to tell your story, which is a part of that, it's like saying the words. Sometimes it's just the simplicity of actually just saying the words for yourself that helps you get to that next 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 aspect of creativity. And you know, it is that it is that simple sometimes. And so I had to kind of, you know, I was looking for this long, you know, uh, complicated thesis of why I need to articulate myself. And the simple word is just say it, and you got it. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Sometimes looking for the simplicity yes. is often more poignant and more and, and much stronger than trying to give this whole um, uh, uh, speech on what this is and why this is. I, and I think where you're coming from is is the why. You don't want to give the why uh, when you are just giving the what. What is this yes. for you? Um, yes. And sometimes the why especially for black artists, it's hard because that it means is. I am explaining myself. And we take on that, especially to people who don't look like us. <laughs> um, and I, and I, that's why, I, that's the point where I, I agree with you and I'm connecting with you on that point. I, often as artists, we are trying to get to that side mm -hmm. where they are uh, to get where they're going. And we, we don't want to, we, we, this battle of me having to explain myself when they can just be, it's hard. And it's, it's, it's something that I've battled with for a minute because I chose to be reared and nurtured by black institutions of art. Mm -hmm. And I, part of me felt like I stifled myself in doing that because all the resources weren't there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, at the same time, is it was a conscious decision because up into college, I allowed or I was given the white perspective or the other perspective of learning and I didn't feel a part of. So it it, it just makes you crazy as an artist to always be hey, battling hey. this financial and, and economical and, and all those things, race, and it's hard. And then on top of that, you still have to maintain your perspective in uh -huh. doing that. But where did you go to school? Uh, I went to, uh, you mean as far as like college? Yes. I went to the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Okay. Uh, and what was your study? Uh, theater. I studied theater. Okay. So you yeah. were crazy to begin with. Oh, yeah. I was jumping off to, I was jumping off the, the cliff from jump. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, theater, many people don't understand theater, though. Many people, um, they don't look at theater because it's kind of like the hidden acting art. Because they, yeah. they think more about TV and film, but why theater? You know, that's a really great question. The first thing that comes to my mind is you can't hide. You know, it's really, it's the most immediate kind of storytelling. You get folks yeah. in a circle, you get people talking, and you get a story going. And so right. I, I, I really enjoy the immediacy of it. I think, um, you know. But it's temporary, though. 
It is, but that's also the beauty of it. That's why it's immediate and beautiful and 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 and, and temporary. You know, one of my mm-hmm. biggest my, my biggest mentors always said he was a scenic designer. He would always say, uh, "My favorite part of the play is when you strike it." His favorite part was striking. He would build this beautiful set, right? Like days, hours, hours on hours, like you know, twenty hour days in a studio, hand to tea. And this and this guy was, you know, he's one of the most beautiful artists that I've been exposed to. Uh, and he said his favorite part about it was it coming down. And I was like, what? 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 This is sad, right? Like, we should not we be that like... That was never you know, a part that I thought about, though. That, I never right? thought about that. Right. That's the thing. That's the beauty about it. Is that he, was, he was, like, so overjoyed. And he said, you know, he would say to me, Tim, this is the beauty of theater. It all comes down. It, it all goes away. And a striking period. Yeah, and something else comes. And you can build something else at any time. And I think you know, I chose theater for a personal level for a couple of reasons, but I think on the first intuitive statement about that question is the immediacy of it. You can build and, and, and create and destroy immediately. And that is beautiful. You know, it, it, but it, it takes us being in a room together to mm-hmm. have those emotions, to have those feelings. And I think that's why it's so valuable. And that won't ever go away. That wants won't ever go away. I think that's why audiences come. That's why audiences were invited. You know, it's a first story. It feels like exclusive and like I'm seeing this moment live and it's not something I can just go back to YouTube and watch or something like that. Yeah. And it's also shared, you know, and I think that that's something that, um, you know, we oftentimes, you can, you know, you're in a room with a great actor. I know you're just part of some productions, some lovely productions. I think it was at Arena um, Mm -hmm. right before everything kind of went down. Oh, Um, yeah. Early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what happens in that room? Like. You know, especially with your power, brother, you know, you know what can go down. So it's kind of like that's a communication that um, is not verbal. That's a communication you, that's you not. You bringing up the strike, that now that adds another. Now I have to now pay attention to that and doing production. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I don't personally, I don't like doing the actual production. I would prefer to, to stay in rehearsal. I hear you. And it's not even a fear of stage. It's just I like the continuous ability to create and make hey, choices. Uh-huh. Where in, in the live production, you're really, you know, not necessarily in a box because you can play off the audience, but you're, you're, you have set decisions that you have to make. You do. You do. And, but that's where collaboration comes in. There are set decisions. But in that regard, it's like, well, you know, at the, I always tell people at the very end of the day, I'm talking about myself as a theater artist. At the, before I'm a theater artist, I'm a collaborator. So mm-hmm. whether I'm on stage or, you know, in a director's seat or I'm, you know, the stage manager or the first assistant, whatever aspect I'm in, in that theater making, it goes mm-hmm. back to that strike. We were all there for a higher purpose. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we best serve and, and collaborate with it. So as much as it does seem like, oh, not as much freedom as you're on stage or, or whatnot, um, a lot of people find their freedom through that collaboration and they do kind of drive through and then they make other people in the room inspired and say, oh yeah, this was that choice or no, you know, that let's go in a different direction there. Yeah. And it's the ability to collaborate that kind of shines through. But, but I hear you, I do hear you. It's just, it's something different about the rehearsal process for me. And it's, it's very difficult when I'm working with a director that's like, you get all this at home and you bring this to me, let's do this and let's go back home. Yeah. It is like, I feel like, why are you doing this to me? This is what <laughs> we're, 
this is what this is here for. You know, uh, it's, and I'm one of those actors and I've gotten in trouble again because I've actually learned my lines in rehearsal, like the repetition of them. Yeah, uh, I, I gained them in rehearsal, but it's still, it's still that experience of getting to know each other and understand each other's boundaries yeah, bingo. and weaknesses and strengths. Um, like that, I, for me, um, I have a look that I give when I don't know what I'm about to say. And every <laughs> actor that has ever come in contact with me has learned that look. And I've helped them to create <laughs> their own look so they can pass that along to the people. <laughs> Because there's nothing like nobody knows that nobody knows. But when you know, oh, Nate, oh, let me pick this up for Nate. It's just something about that. But rehearsing that to you, to learn that on stage, you're about to get beat up as soon as that scene is over. Yeah, that's the communication that you develop with those actors, which Mm -hmm. is not necessarily verbal, right? But it's still important to understand that that communication is still understood. And I yeah. think that's that's why at the end of the day, uh, since I was so young, I enjoyed theater. You know, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the immediacy of it. You know, you don't you don't have to. You know, if you if you really kind of, you know, study the craft and study the grace, you know, you can really get some stuff that is unbelievable. You know, and I think I'm doing that now more than I've ever done. I've always read plays, but I'm watching older actors perform. Yeah, I'm watching people who I look at as great actors. I'm I'm watching them in interviews, and I'm watching them and 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 just their interactions with each other. I just watched a clip of Will Smith, um, training his young when his children were really like almost babies, teaching them to act. He was teaching Jaden at the time how to act, and it was amazing to me because most people don't look at Will Smith after as this technical actor. And his his son was about to give him a lot of expression. And he was like, no, make it more internal. And he was giving him a... St- and I was like... Oh, yeah. I would have thought that Will Smith was as technical an actor as, say, a Denzel. You know, oh, now yeah. I can compare the two of them because now I'm looking at your work now versus your, you know, the hype around you. The finished product. Yes. Who are those people that you look at in terms of uh, inspirations or people that you look to in terms of actors? In terms of actors? Uh, a couple. Nate, I do want to say, I'm so sorry, brother. My my phone might be dying. I want to give you a heads up. Um, maybe in like the next 20 minutes, I would like to continue this conversation, but I, I did want to say that. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm okay. on right now. Um, but I think um, I don't, my, my influences and in actors is 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 it's a lot, man. I think, you know, you know, we can just start with I, I, people. I try to start with Denzel just to kind of hone it in, you know, for yeah, a couple of different that reasons. Anchor, that anchor. Yeah, yeah. He's just on, <laughs> on it for a couple of different reasons, um, mm-hmm. you know, just as a pure storyteller. But, you know, I always tell people Denzel is one of the only actors, you know, you know, like when I grew up, my mom would be like, oh, we watching Denzel tonight. You know, I'm like, all right, uh, what movie? Like, mom, like, you know, what, what year? Like, <laughs> and it don't, but it didn't matter. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. Denzel's on screen do, doing a character. This is what we're watching. This is I what think, we're watching. Yeah, I think I just grew up respecting that commandment. You know, like, oh, this, 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 this artist has crafted such a work where this it doesn't matter the circumstances that this human is going in. 
he's done it so well that he literally brings himself to the role and this is who we watch him in these circumstances and um and just like learning about Denzel's history that he was in a soldier's play that he kind of created a black identity for New York theater arts you know with Samuel Jackson and 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 Mm -hmm. up in Harlem with Woody Harrell Jr like he started he said yo there's not roles for us we make them you know people don't really tell that aspect of Denzel on to like what he's doing now uh, with yeah. the August Wilson trilogy you know he is making August you know he's he's forcing Hollywood I, but I saw him in a different light now I saw him do fences in a theater uh-huh. I'm, I'm not really in terms of him being a theater act I'm not he's not my favorite I hear you, I hear uh, you. but watching him do August Wilson on screen took him to another level because I'm a person who has a, a specific voice and I'm always being pushed to change my voice for whatever ah, I'm doing. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying to people, this is the voice that I have, but no matter what he's in, he has that same voice, but it's more internal. So watching yes. him all this voting took him to another, another level, another, and I'm looking for, and I kept saying, I don't want to see him in every single August Wilson <sighs> piece. But if this is what I'm going to get, I want to see, see that. Man. I want to see that happen. Yeah, and I think that that's another thing about Denzel. He's giving a whole bunch of actors right now an opportunity to step into those roles, some talented mm-hmm. people. And I think he's aware of that. You know, Denzel has become aware of the industry. And he's also aware of, you know, his rise. And so I think he's a very, very smart man in a lot of regards. Um, but I think, you know, on that stage, you go toe-to-toe. You know, it's like, it's like you know, Picasso says it's like the, the Matt Matador, the bull. You go, you go in the ring with the bull, you know. And mm-hmm. it's about how you are able to, you know, find who you are with your craft, you know, when you're when you're on stage with someone who works at heart, you know. And I think Paola, Paola is another, you know. It's like how, you know, it's like you bring yourself every time, and it's like, you know, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, of course, I can say. You know the Sydney Portiers and and uh, the James yeah. O. Joneses. You know the 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 Cicely Tyson's. You know, um, I can also say the Jack Gay is from Two Two Seven. You know, I can always say like you know, um, uh, the Red Foxes. These people who kind of cultivated a black culture. You know, and as I always say about black culture, you know, people is people have to understand. You know, we're still cultivating it, and that we we rarely get that understanding. And the people that have really left a mark on the storytelling aspect of that. You know, left a mark on the American black families, you know, people like Red Fox, people like Eddie Murphy, you know, Eddie Murphy is a talented actor. Um, and I know he's yeah. an incredible comedian, but Eddie brings himself to a role and that is respected. Yeah, he puts himself in a role and that is respected because he's making you laugh, makes you forget that it's brilliance, you know, it's, it's right. incredible talent. Um, and so there's a lot of storytellers along the way that I have been influenced by um and 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 still am and, and still am so you know that's I'm, I'm a forever student when it comes to that you know and that's one of the first things i learned and I, I i learned theater because you know some people learn economics because they want to learn about money if they can learn about money they can learn how the world works yeah. i want to learn theater because i feel like you get the best education on every aspect of life you learn a little bit of everything and uh, I that saw, has, in, in in terms of uh, the timing, I don't want you to get cut off. Oh, yeah, I feel you. I but feel you. if you want to join in the conversation, please call at 443-642-9403. Again, 
443-642-9403. And now I know I'm going to have, I, I want to bring you back just in case yeah, you're yeah, cut I off. Yeah, do your thing. Um, do your thing. Uh, but I wanted to bring us to this moment um, in terms of where we are right now and uh -huh. us being adaptable uh, uh, as, as artists and not just sitting waiting patiently for this coronavirus to be rediscovered or reimagined. Yes, yes, but uh how speak to how you believe and in your opinion how artists uh like yourself who has multiple outlets can stay active and stay in pursuit and stay um I hate the word relevant. I really do because it it kind of shuns what was and kind of promotes mediocrity but how can we stay relevant in this moment in terms of just creating and just being productive and not just waiting as well, artists i think as artists we have to understand we are in time of revolution i know that's a t something that people have been saying a lot but here's the thing about it nate people put words in a dictionary and people put words in webster dictionary every year at the end of every year language changes yeah. at the end of every year and so we have to understand how language continues to change. And we, the people that are here, change it. So we have control of the words that go into that dictionary at the end of the year. And I always right. tell people at the end of the year, what's going in your dictionary? You know, so it's like, you know, either you can kind of, you, you, everybody is adjusting. Yes. But we have to really understand the definition of the word revolution, you know, and that is, you know, Angela Davis with a Birmingham mother, you know, she put it best. She's like, revolution can be fun so you kind of have to change and ask the right questions when it comes to this time as an artist yeah. it's like if i was a painter if i am an actor i can't be in a space anymore how do i act you know i think one of the things that you brought up to me nate when i was back home in Bema, you know when you were doing your august wilson monologue um uh which i appreciate being uh, involved in you were like yo if i'm an actor i'm going to act if i'm a good director i'm going to direct it shouldn't matter the platform that you are on to say hey i'm an artist this is how I art. If you are an artist, if you are an actor, you will find a way to act. There ain't nobody going to tell you any different. So I understand about the the, the the industry is changing and there are different mediums. But yes. if you, you, you knowing that you love what you do and then doing it, you are it. And mm -hmm. you have to kind of put away all the other stuff that's going to try to tell you differently because that's not helping you be who you know that you are. And I think that's kind of the thing I have to understand. It's like there's there's going to be the new words in the dictionary and you can still use those words to define who you are. What is your fear? My fear is not, you know, I guess not being fully realized, um, not understood also. I think, you know, I always, as artists, you're always in a search for understanding of self and then you're always trying to get, you know, other beings and other people to get to understand you. You know, that's part of our our existence. You know, I fear a lot of things. I fear, you know, failing, of course. You know, I fear, um, I, you know, I know I'm an actor. I feel public crowds. But you know what? There's something about public crowds that I like being in when I get over my fear. <laughs> you know, and there's mm -hmm. something that, that happens on the other side. And I always tell people fear is like a glass window. You can see everything on the other side. We just right. don't want to break through. And I think it, it's that courage that we need to be able to break through it. So yeah, I, I fear, I feel failure. You know, I fear, sometimes I fear being away from family. You know, I fear, you know, being alone. I fear, um, you know, not being alone. <laughs> I fear, uh, you know, uh, 
pain that most of us feel as we walk on this earth. I think the thing mm-hmm. about it is I have to figure out a way to talk about those things more and to also break through that glass window. You know, that is what the the action about life is about, is running up to that that life window and breaking through right. it and really be like, yo, I knew this was here. I saw it when I was back there. But for some reason, I just didn't want to burst through this thing that I kept looking dead at, but I could mm-hmm. see to the other side. Um, and it, and- but part of that is, I, and, and one of the reasons why, I, it wasn't like I sought you out when I first met you, but I watch people. I know and I you watch did. how people watch people. <laughs> I and know you that, Those are the people that I, uh, I try to gravitate towards. And I'm really appreciative because I really did, did not have, and I have plenty of friends within the arts and outside of the arts, but I rarely have people to talk about these things with uh, without feeling inadequate or hey, feeling like, um, never, this, never. and not just a sounding board, but somebody who can ebb and flow with you. Because a lot of people try to make it seem like they got it together. Nate, and I did that for a number of years, but. On this, on, on Be Exposed right now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I've been watching Be Exposed low key for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate has a gift and, and conversation. He knows his gifts, oh, he's aware. Man, you, you know, no, no, I, and you, you know you're aware of your gifts. And, and you mm-hmm. know, it's just like that. Words are powerful, Nate, and this is what we honor. We honor words, right? As honors, at, at the end of the day, we honor a language, I would say, or how we mm-hmm. communicate. Um, and, you know, and I think as much as we honor it, we have to understand when to leave it out, when to let it go and go mm-hmm. towards your path. So I completely understand where you're coming from, Nate. I do. But understand that you're gifted and you're in this seat that you're in for a reason. And you just, you know, you're figuring out, we're all figuring out what gear we go put it in. You know, we go chill mm-hmm. in second gear, we go chill in third gear, or we, we put in the, the, the pedal to the metal. You know what I mean? But as far as being diverted off the path that we know that we are on, you know, mm-hmm. we go keep on moving forward. You know, keep on moving it's, forward. It's, it's tough. I'm, I'm telling you, it's tough because a couple years into even doing this show, and it's been, oh, I believe over seven years now of, of doing this. And, and I tell you, I told you before, like, this was me running away and hiding uh, doing a, a radio show podcast, but it really has become a, a, a space for me, like a reality show. And I only talk about the things that affect me and the people around me hey. and how, and, and it's used as kind of a platform for me to, to give in a different way. You know, you can't always write a check or slide a donation, but you can definitely just give your voice or give a platform for people hey. to give their voice. Uh, and, and Tim's been hiding. He's been hiding from coming on, coming on the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this moment because uh, now we're in a space where we don't have to be in the same city hey. to the show, but um, uh, but you never had to be in the same city, so I'm just going to throw that right. back at you. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate you for just, uh, I, you don't say much, but when you have, it's been it's meant a lot. Um, and I kind of shied away from um, talking as much with you because sometimes I'm like, Maybe he's just not in that space, or I maybe he's not that. in that in that vibe. Uh, but it's been pleasant and refreshing to be able to meet another artist who may not necessarily be where you're from, but understand kind mm. of the ebbs and flows of just trying to be creative and trying to be a black man in there. Hey. Being from cities like we're from, you uh-huh. know, uh, the reason we even met is because of specifically the two places that we're from. Bingo. Uh, 
uh, but it really does matter a lot that we um, find people to be able to be open and honest and communicative with. Um, because you don't always get that in the arts. Because like I said, that's why I never really made friends like that in the arts, because it's a temporary thing. Theater is temporary. You think it's you know, a long lasting, but like you said, we rehearse, we produce, we strike. Yes, exactly. And then you're on to the next one. Often you're on to the next one before that's even over. But, yeah, but the question is, what do you build together? And I think I think us as 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 you know as as all black artists across this globe, we should really understand how we build together. How we right. really we have to change that mentality because so much of this bullshit. You know, I don't want to cuss on your your, your network. You think, sir? You grown? You's a you's an adult. I don't want it to go into this bullshit, but we have to really understand and change our mentality towards how do I help you? You know, it, instead of how do I how do I tear you down? And because that has been palpitated to us so much all the time since, you know, the beginning of, you know, you yes. know, what, and it's a, it's a tool to get us distracted. And I think that we have to realign, reassess and really focus, particularly in this time and this time where we're, you know, there's so much talk about, uh, our, you know, our health and wellness. We have to understand we all contribute to that. And even on a mental point of view, if I can just change my question and go, brother, how, I, how do I help you? Instead of brother, how do I, you know, uh, uh, disarm you or make you feel less than or make you feel like, you know, how can I help you find more of your voice or more of this or more of this or more of the thing that you are looking for? Um, and even just changing that question helps us move into a, a really positive place, Nate, and finding more of the folks that we can be open, honest and communicate with. Sometimes that means being uncomfortable. Because You're right. being uncomfortable, sometimes it gives you the questions to seek an answer for. Well, uh, and often as artists, and I know for me, I've tried to be comfortable as an artist. I used to stay from the beginning because I'm not with that starving artist hey. stuff. Because I like to do X, Y, Z. And it took me being uncomfortable where hey. I was, what I was doing, for change to start happening. And, hey. and that's, it's uncomfortable because I woke up one day and I was 37 and I didn't know how I got there. So mm-hmm. it made me completely uncomfortable with the people yeah. I was with and all those. But I'm I'm looking at you kind of building on to what you are. I'm looking at your website right now, uh, timothyedwardcraig.com. Uh, yeah. And it's really your photography, really. I was looking forward to it. So when the days that you missed a day, I was like, hey, you know, what's going on? <laughs> I'll wait a moment before I reach out. But I like to see your perspective um, and, and you've you been in Alabama or you traveling or hey. New York and you showing glimpses of your reality and your life. It really, you know, it really spoke to us, but he may have been cut off at this moment. So I'll wait and see if he's coming back. But um, Tim has been uh, an incredible artist to be able to balance things off with. And it's really important that we have those individuals to uh, talk to. And it's it's great to have friends in general, but it's great to have friends who understand what you're going through. Not just what you from what you explain they understand, but really understanding and being a black artist and being a actor, a theater actor is very difficult because we're always being marginalized and we're having to fit into these these boxes and being able having to fit in into these 
uh, spaces that are often uncomfortable. And we're told if I don't look like this or I don't look like that, then you aren't what's necessary in this moment. And being able to create for yourself and recreate recreate that uh, that lane for yourself and create your own content and be your own content. Tell your own stories when your stories aren't being told. And we're learning that in the last like maybe five to six years, we've, we've seen an influx of black content and it was always content, but I'm now seeing a bigger push to push our way through and find alternate platforms when this platform doesn't necessarily want us. Um, if you want to join the conversation, please give us a call at 443-642-9403. I'm dying. I can't wait to go to the dentist because this list is killing me. Uh, but um, today's conversation, I, I built that around just many of the conversation myself and Tim have had uh, over the last couple of years, as you said, the last three years. And it's really been um, uh, interesting uh, space to be able to find somebody who doesn't look like you, who isn't from where you're from, who have had similar experiences, but from different perspectives, be able to uh, have conversations that uh, kind of build each other up and, and, and not tear us down. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now in terms of decisions being made for us. Um, uh, laws and regulations and processes that are being restricted. Um, and I think a lot of us aren't taking heed to the, to the lesson that we're being taught. Um, and I think we have to now pay attention more than we've ever had to pay attention before um, because we have a lot of leaders who aren't looking at us, who don't care about us. We're right now facing uh, the beginning of a school year and we're having people tell us um, uh, we're having people tell us you know it's okay for our children to go to school when they don't have school-aged children that are also going back to school um, and all these things that have happened as an artist I was feeling really overwhelmed throughout this process because I felt like my my voice wasn't being uh uh, understood. I'm trying to send him a message. I think his phone had finally died. Uh, but I was feeling overwhelmed as an artist uh, and as an individual who creates and as that's a leader. I felt overwhelmed because I didn't know really what to do. Even once I found a, a place for myself, it got overwhelming because this is unprecedented. We've never had to run our lives from a computer before. We've never been, you know, instructed to stay in the house for three months before. And now it's going into the fourth month. Um, and when we still don't, there's still no end in sight to this. Um, and as an artist, it's very daunting. So I'm really excited about uh, being able to create and having platforms to create on. And I'm really excited about how we can um, manage our creativity now. I'm working on a production called, as I said in the beginning, A Real Nigga Show. And it's nothing that you would think it is, but it's everything that you think it is. Um, and it's really taking a look at uh, that word nigga 
and re-examining the power that we put into it and how it means so many different things to so many different people. Uh, it's a curio poem style. And if you're familiar with um, For Color Girls, that's a curio poem where there's a collection of stories. Um, and in this, we use music and dance. Uh, Curio poems, you use multi-mediums. Uh, so you use music, you use dance, you use song. Um, you use, in this one, we're using film um, to tell the story and then the spoken word, uh, poetry and such. And it's very, um, and this production has been a collaborative effort for the seventh, for 17 years now. And in the 17th year, I'll be stepping in. And we were slated to have already done this production. We should have been uh, in this production already, finished it, uh, but we are um, having to kind of go to plan B, C, D, E, F, and G. Uh, we supposed to have traveled with this to Ohio and that's been put off until next year. And now we're doing it as a live production. Hello? What's that? I forgot my music was on, but I was great. Come back and ask you, what in the world alphabet is that that right. you just listed? What did I say? B, C, F, and G. No, I was I was just saying like plans, you oh, know, okay. beyond A. Okay, I just not keep you on track because with the alphabet to be right in your world. I'm intelligent. <laughs> I know the alphabet. Come on. Right. But yeah, so doing that production really has meant a lot to me because it's showing me that you can be creative on any platform. Um, and what I've done throughout this pandemic and producing virtual readings and productions online, and it's really, it matters. Please, uh, if you can go to Eventbrite, look up a real nigga show. Your tickets are only $18. Um, it will be live streamed. Um, so we'll be physically performing it. It won't be like this. Uh, like you've seen for me, it won't be a virtual production where none of us are in the same space. We'll be actually at the theater project of Baltimore down on Preston Street, and we'll be performing this live, um, and it'll be streamed. Uh, so you will be able to watch it as if you're watching a film or documentary or um, more like the live musicals that they have been doing. Um, they, they have started doing on network TV. Um, so it'll be similar to that. Well, this is not just a musical, but it'll be a, more of a play. And I'm really happy to be a part of it. Shout out to Troy and Tracy and Sandra Meekins and uh, Devin and uh, Easy and oh, I'm forgetting names, Joshua and oh my God, I'm really Robert. And I know I just forgot his person's name but i'm sorry i'll bring it up later uh but yeah so that production goes on august the 29th that's saturday um at 7 p.m and it'll be live streamed around the world we have a goal of 20,000 tickets that we're trying to sell right now and i'm very excited about the possibility of filling that order um so please take a moment um and reach out to as many people share it out um, it's on our page, and um, I'll be having them on uh, shortly. So please um, do your part. It's $18. You have up to seven days to watch it after that. So please support them. These, uh, this production, we are working very hard to bring this to you, and it has not been an easy road because it's cost a lot to change gears like this. 
Um, so yeah, just shout out to the crew, the other actors, um, and just everybody who's already bought tickets, shout out to you. Um, the doors are steadily opening in Baltimore and things are looking like they're going back to normal. But I just want everybody to just be mindful. In the beginning, I was telling people to be mindful about your security. But right now, just be mindful of your health and the health of people around you. I know some of us are in a space of not um, caring and wanting to get our money and wanting to get back to normal. People are now traveling. I'm getting uh, uh, tagged in photos from my friends who are going to Barbados and the DR and all these places. But please be mindful of your health. These, we don't have any answers. And whether this is a man-made uh, disease or not virus or not, still be mindful. It's still real, whether it's man-made or not. Um, please be mindful. Please be respectful of other people's space. You know, um, and right now we have to put out our, uh, you know, collective minds together and really rock this rope that's coming in November. Uh, so the same powers that are will not be making rules this time next year. And we really need leadership that are, that is going to uh, take us out of this and not just look at the bottom line of things. Um, so as we, as we um, kind of go into um, July, I really just wanted to say a collective thank you to everybody that has supported the Artist Exchange show. Thank you. Thank you to Tim uh, for coming through on a, on a whim, but I definitely am going to bring Tim back. Uh, I just like the way he thinks, and he hasn't shown me the capacity of his thought process, but I really, I love the way he thinks. I love the way he communicates um, and Go to his website, timothyedwardcraig.com uh, and see his photography, uh, see his, uh, his artwork, and possibly you'll see him in a production soon. I hope to see him up and acting soon as well, uh, but we got to really support each other. That's the only way we're going to get through this. I don't think just restaurants and Black Businesses need support. We need to support each other, even on the friendship, family, community, neighbor level. Um, if you see somebody in need and you can do anything, even if it's sharing it out so somebody else that can help can help them, please help them. Be mindful of our security. Right now, people are acting out. The scammers are really out and about right now. So please be mindful of that. Health-wise, let's be more mindful of this virus and what it's capable of. It's messages coming out that it's starting to uh, get worse uh, and we haven't seen the worst of it. Um, so please be mindful uh, of that. Um, be respectful of the rules. Um, there's a lot of um, back and forth between mayors and governors, um, specifically Democratic mayors and Republican governors and they're battling specifically in Atlanta, we see that being uh, represented there, um, but use your own common sense and really be mindful of what is really going on. And because we can't see what this is, doesn't mean that it's not real, uh, doesn't mean that it's, it can't affect you and, and that you can't affect infect someone else with it. 
Um, so be mindful of that. Um, right now, uh, give a shout out to the sponsor for the show today, Bash Top Blue Jewelry. That's www.bashtopbluejewelry.com. You can see it in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Um, please go support. Um, it has been a, a it's been a blessing to me to have people still buying uh, throughout this pandemic, and I'm really appreciative. I'm a little scary uh, and going to the post office, but I'm really appreciative and all the people who continue to support me. Um, so who, who am I shouting out? Oh, and I did not do my show. Did I do my show Friday? I, I, I missed uh, shouting, out, shouting out my great-grandmother's birthday that was on the 5th. Um, I don't think I did my show that day, though. Um, but I I wanted to give her a shout-out. Um, my great-grandmother has soon passed away years ago, uh, but I'd like to really celebrate her birthday whenever it comes. And my mother's birthday is actually the 16th, actually in three days. Um, so I have to get on that gifting as soon as possible. Um, but shout-out to my mother. And this is her, ooh, I'm not going to say it. That's disrespectful. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm really enjoying myself. I, I haven't been, uh, it's been moments in time where I have not enjoyed this. It has been not not, not just in hardship. Um, well, it hasn't been a hardship. I've been really blessed throughout this process where it has not been a hardship. I'm not going to speak that into existence. Um, but I'm being more mindful of my health and my eating and my relationships and just everything that I kind of overlooked, my time, my sanity, my prayers, um, and just being, I'm in a moment of being thankful, being grateful um, and um, showing my gratitude is really, has really been important, important to me uh, my communication with others has been very important to me. My, um, just my relationships. Uh, I, and I randomly thought about Tim today and I reached out to him not knowing that he would even have time to come on the show, not even thinking of bringing him on the show, but um, communicate with each other more. I'm working on my, on things that will help me to communicate better across the board. And when you have to take time for yourself, uh, don't beat yourself up about it because it's not always you doing something to someone else, but you're more so doing something for yourself. So please take the time that you need for yourself, for your sanity, for your wellness, for your spiritual, physical health, all of those things. Um, and I'm really grateful for all the people who have been very supportive of of me throughout this, especially the pandemic. Shout out to Marnie and Big Spose and um, all the guests that I have. I've started each day posting, um, reposting some thank yous to those various individuals who have, you know, taken time out and, and come to join me um, for the show. I think the first person I, I posted was Femi, and it's not in any specific order, specific order, but it's, it's just, when it comes to my heart, I'll give thanks to that person. But I've had many artists, and I didn't realize how much time had actually passed and how many artists, and we've still been holding strong here on Big Exposed Radio. So if you're looking for a space to do your show in, if you're looking for a new space, hey, Dawn, I see you. 
<laughs> oh, I'm ready to cut this off, Don. Uh, he he's making mention to my beard, but I forgot what I was about to even say. But um, in this moment, just just be just show thank gratitude to people and just be um be in a posture of uh, growth. I just know everything that I'm going through and everything that I've been through is for a reason and for this season. And just giving that gratitude to the many artists that have um, come on the show and shared some great wisdom, some great laughs and, and information with us, all the various artists that I've had on. Shout out to all the people who have been sharing out the show and viewing the show and, and giving us some love in return. Um, on Fridays, as you know, I've been, I've brought on, um, and he's come on, um, uh, Mr. Curtis Gorham, uh, Jr. He's joining us on Fridays, and we're going to have some men talk uh, amongst men. And, uh, and the topic of that series is his story, um, and we'll be having him coming on every Friday. We've been having some really great conversations. He's another gentleman who um, I'm this meeting, um, we've shared some really awesome conversations, both on the show and outside of the show in preparation and just getting to know each other. And we'll be bringing on some other uh, guests with us on Fridays once we kind of build our rapport up a little bit more. Um, so he'll be hopefully joining us every Friday um, for that conversation. And I'm really excited about uh, where that will go. And it's us really more so us purging, but really getting to the root of a lot of the things that him and I go through. We, we kind of share a lot of similarities in, in our thoughts and, and how we um, communicate. So us creating that relationship is, is really important to me and where I want to take the artist exchange in the future. I really want to uh, make this less about me and my reality show as, as it has been but more so just really tackling tackling those types of issues that we talked about, the kind of conversations that myself and, and Tim had today and I've had with Tracy and, and Zaya and, and many other artists, David Charles and Femi and, and DDM, and just allowing our, ourselves to have this platform to just get it out. I'm not big on hot topics and all of those things, so I'm not going to sit up here and talk about what I feel about... Um, Will and Jade, I don't care. They don't know I live and breathe, so I'm not going to spend my life living and breathing talking about them. But what I what I will do is uh, take topics that they that are inspired by them and and kind of turn them on their head and and and, and personalize them. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm really um, I'm just excited. Uh, about what's happening, what's going to happen, what's next. Um, I sit and I've realized in the midst of this how long I've been doing this show, specifically with Be Exposed. I think I, I did radio for a year before coming to Be Exposed, and uh, but that was me being a co-host on other uh, stations. Uh, but in the time that I've been with Be Exposed, I've really learned a lot about myself. I've gotten to meet a lot. I've gotten to meet a lot of interesting artists, community leaders, um, activists, and just citizens uh, from near and far 
I'm, I've had people drive in from other states and uh, call in from other countries um, and really support the show. Um, I'm seeing that and now, now and now YouTube people from beyond the United States are down tuning in and I'm very gracious and uh, my gratitude is definitely overflowing in this moment. Um, but yeah, I am, um, yeah, I'm really satisfied. These conversations have meant a lot to me throughout the pandemic uh, because I'm able to go through something and be able to release it and then have a conversation based on it. Um, and then you're, that's showing me growth, that's showing me, you know, um, that timeline of healing, uh, from, both for myself and the people who I bring on the show as well. Um, and I'm just in a space of this peace. I think that's storm is no matter um, where we're at, like it just finished pouring down raining outside. So no matter what the season, no matter what the storm, no matter what the situation may be, no matter what you're going through, there's always a possibility to grow, to um, uh, expand, to just be in a different space. And I'm really, I'm really just, I am seeing my growth um, and things will always happen. Things will always be a distraction. Things will always be an obstacle, but it's just how you react and how you move through it. That means a lot. That means the most rather. Um, so yeah, um, I'm looking through this. We haven't had that many conversations, but um, if you want to be on Be Exposed, if you want to be a guest on any of our shows, hey, Jordan, uh, if you want to be a guest on any of our shows or on the Artist Exchange, you can hit me up directly at the Artist Exchange Radio Show at BeExposedRadio.com, or you can go to our website and see all the shows and it connects to their page and you'll be able to go directly to their page and um, send them a message if you want to be on that show. Um, if you're looking for a space to do your show right now, our shows are virtual. Um, we're still um, making some plans and decisions about um, our station at the studio. So, but right now we're still moving on with the station. Uh, if you want to join the team, um, info at BigSchoolsRadio.com. In the message box, uh, simply say, Nate, I want to show, and we'll return that message at our earliest convenience. This has been a great platform for me um, and many other people. We had tons of shows come through Big Exposed Radio and move on and do other things and do what they do or build beyond, uh, build on what they started with here on Big Exposed. Um, we don't want this just to be a roadhouse, but we want you to have a quality experience. And as you see, we've been growing even throughout the pandemic in our visuals and our content and how we're putting it out there. Um, if you're looking for somebody to help you kind of navigate that process, I'm the Big Exposed Radio. Um, as the artist exchange, I'm also helping artists to kind of build on what they're doing and kind of streamline some things. I've learned a ton of things that I'll be applying myself that I can definitely help you with. So if you're looking for the, some help in that way in terms of organizing your social media, um, if you're looking for um, ways to um, speak. Are we still on, Marty? 
Is this telling me it's not responding? What's not responding? Oh, maybe that's just my Zoom going up. Uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, but if you're looking for that type of support and helping you to build your social media or organize your social media, I'm definitely here to help you. You can reach me at the artist exchange radio show at gmail.com. Um, what else am I doing? The, the website www.theartistexchangeradio show. No, it's the artistexchange.com um, and the website is still be under construction but it'll be up shortly um, the jewelry site www.bestshopbluejewelry.com um, what else is going on with me um, I'm teaching virtual classes to adults and children um, so if you're looking for some acting lessons you can hit me up at scenework, S-C-E-N-E-W-U-R-K at gmail.com uh, for some one-on-one acting lessons. Uh, what else? What else am I doing? What else am I doing? Um, if you are a playwright and you want your work to be seen, um, see, look at that. You can advertise with this. If you looked on the screen just now, you saw the vest shop, Blue Jewelry, but let us help you advertise your upcoming events, your upcoming products, your businesses. If you are switching over to virtual, we can help you promote that as well. Um, but I am really Usa. See, this is why you don't ever worry. I'm learning not to worry about anything. Um, plan, but don't worry, because that only distracts you from achieving. Um, that sounded really intelligent. I'm gonna put that on something one day. Um, what else? What else am I thinking about? Trying to get out everything. So I told you about that shop blue, about being a you know advertising on the station. You can if you want to advertise with us as well. Um, you can even hit me up if you want to advertise with the Artist Exchange at the Artist Exchange Radio Show at gmail.com, or if you want to at info at bigsportsradio.com as well to advertise your business, stuff like that, jewelry, a real nigga show, uh, Tim's website, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else. Um, I'm looking for a personal trainer. I think that's what I was saying. Um, I'm, I've been talking to a couple people, but I'm looking for somebody who can, you know, give some more um, personalized support uh, oh no! I think that's kind of it for today. Um, we've had a really good conversation. Uh, subscribe to BeExposedRadio.com. We're close to a thousand subscribers. Help us get to that that benchmark. Uh, at to a thousand. Also, the Artist Exchange uh, Radio Show on uh, YouTube as well. Help us. We need some subscribers. Help us out support us. If you watch the show, please share it out. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to me on Facebook. I'm not, you can send me a private message on Facebook, Nate Vashtab Blutauser, or you can go to our radio show page at the Artist Exchange Radio Show, or you can email me at the Artist Exchange Radio Show at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I think I, um, I'm good for today. I don't want to just end it like that. Like, I just but this is the first time that I had this much time. 
I'm normally overtime for now. I got six minutes. And what can I say in six minutes? Um, I don't know. I really, I, I wanted to be mad today, but I just couldn't. I couldn't be mad today. I couldn't, um, I couldn't give that off. I didn't want to be mad. I didn't want to be frustrated. Uh, and it's more so just what I'm watching on the news. I'm watching a lot of ignorance unfold, not even from just our president, but from people in general. Um, we got to get better at just how we treat each other. I've said that so many times, but we have to get better at how we're treating each other. You know, I know scammers are going to be scammers, but stop scamming people who are already struggling. Get the people who, who got a couple dollars, who got the insurance to be able to bounce back. Stop, stop. Uh, stealing from people who are already struggling. Um, be respectful. Communicate. Be loving. Apologize where need be. Um, stop holding on to that pettiness and that and that that anger and that frustration. Um, create something. Finish something. I know one of the most and, and we'll be talking about this on uh, Friday, but um, one of the one of my um, one of the things that I wished harder for as a child, or my my childhood was, I wish I saw more people pre finish something. I saw a lot of people start but never finish. I saw a lot of people hold on to talent and never really expose it to the world. And um, and that's our job as friends, as family members, as lovers, to, to push our family members and our friends and our loved ones to creating and finishing those things and pulling things out of people. Um, it's not our responsibility. Uh, however, if you say you love somebody, do your best to help them. And it's not always giving them a check for, pushing them to live their, their dreams. You know, if you got a family member who dreams of living in another country, encourage them, you know, you know, take them to a restaurant that's themed under that or, you know, buy them, when you get them gifts, get them gifts that are themed from that place. Just giving them that encouragement along the way. It, it is scary and it has been scary being an artist and um, not having the wraparound support that uh, I, I desperately needed as a child. Um, and I had to learn how to give that to myself as an adult. Uh, but encourage each other, especially our children right now. Uh, so many of them are lost and, and misguided and not being guided uh, and being forced and decisions being made for them. And um, they, they become in statistics, but Encourage them. Encourage your your adult children, your adult friends, your um, everybody you come in contact. Just just try to be encouraging. I know that it can be draining sometimes, but encouragement doesn't mean you buying a ticket or you buying their product or you are financing their dream. Sometimes support is just an encouraging word. You know, um, a congratulatory text message or something. Small things equal up to a big thing eventually. So um, this has been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Again, tune in every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. sharp. 
with his sharp at 5 p.m. Um, tune in. Please continue to share out. Continue to support. Um, if you want to be a guest again, the Artist Exchange Radio Show at gmail.com. Um, or, uh, and, and I guess tomorrow's show. Are you coming back morning tomorrow? Probably not. So tomorrow is Talk Lately with Marnie at 7 p.m. It does sound real cute. It does. There's a lot of stuff that you can talk about. There's a lot of stuff stuff that I could talk about. I I do agree with you. Will you? That's that's the question. That is the question. Mm -hmm. Um... It's still up in the air. I do want to give an update on that Amy Cooper Cooper lady. Um, mm. You got know. Betsy DeVos pushing people to get bring their children back to don't school. Don't y'all go to school. <laughs> if you um, care anything about your safety, don't you go to school. And that's just, I mean, and that's people who you know, myself or Marnie don't have children, but Marnie has nephews and mm-hmm. younger family members, and, and I'm a teacher, so I'm not going to school. Mm-hmm. So if it ain't on Zoom, don't call me. Because they keep be saying, there. you know, the interesting part about what you, you you brought that up is that they keep saying that, you know, kids have the lowest chance of getting it. Yeah, but that's not the issue. The issue is they have parents. Right. And... Or, or even if even it's me Giving it to and them, they and have then parents, they have teachers, sick. they have staff. There's yes. uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all of that kind of Watch stuff. Drivers, so, everybody. Like, and it's not that they can't get it; it's that they won't suffer from the symptoms of getting it, and then possibly. pass it or and possibly, possibly, right, possibly. Mm-hmm. But they'll have the they won't get the symptoms, but they'll have the virus and pass it on to somebody that will get the symptoms. Meaning parents, aunts, mm-hmm. uncles, teachers—you know that 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 side of it—and mm-hmm. they will go through the violent struggle of trying to survive it. Yep. And, and, and now, after the- you're hearing about what happened in Missouri, all those 82 people that got sick, children included, or oh, at the summer camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. I look at all the information it. you got with the I know it's just a busy life going on. I got a lot of walking to do. You got a lot of walking to do. Well, do that shit early. Get out early. I'm trying to present somebody new for my birthday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. Trying to get into that bathing suit. That two piece. No, because that's not happening until 2021. Trust. But yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's scary it's to not me. Not a two piece, though. Scary. I'm not going to do a two piece. That's crazy. Well, we only need one. Ah, I'm not doing that today. <laughs> but Dad, this has been an interesting day. Shout out to Tim. Thank you for um letting me trick you to come on. Trick. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, we have a lot more coming. We have an interesting show for Friday. Uh our guest for Monday. I'm waiting for them to confirm. And following Friday, we'll have um oh, I should know that. I hate when I'll be knowing stuff. Right off the bat, we'll have. I hate when I can't do nothing. We'll have George Burton joining us. Uh, but yeah, so this has been it. So I guess this is 
a wrap for the day. Join us tomorrow on Talk Lately, where we'll be probably discussing Will and Jada and Betsy DeVos and um, all the other hot topics. I don't know. I don't watch the news. I still have not have nothing to say about Will and Jada. I still don't. You. I just don't understand why the, the entanglement thing has spread over all over the um the way because like people that. are miserable, Marnie. People are mis- People have created a whole narrative about this. Lady. I know. I mean, like they came out and they explained that they were going through a div- they were getting ready to get divorced. Like that is but not people, cheating. People, like people, I, people still are on a scenario that they were cheating. Huh? And people didn't say. People didn't say what they, they didn't say. What people wanted them to say. They wanted to say right. that. That she was cheating on him. And that's that's what cheating. they wanted her to and say. That I'm sorry, I'm him. sorry, I cheated on you. But that's not the narrative. That's not what happened. It's not. And I don't get where people get their stories from. Like <laughs> I don't. I mean, they opened up their, their own mouths and said we were getting ready to be done. It was almost over. We getting. We were on our way to getting divorced. It was done. So anything yeah. that happened with August was on the outside of our separation. <laughs> and people have created a story around that's not true. Because they haven't been happy. And no, they even started off the... All right, so this is their fourth season of the show. They started off the third season talking specifically about their relationship and how they had to readapt. Like, And then everybody was praising them for them readapting their relationship. So it's like that she, came but, from something. Even before he officially came on the show, Jada had been talking about bits and pieces of, the, of their... All right, of how she went to therapy, she stopped drinking, right. and all that kind of stuff. That all came into play into the result of this entanglement, which they, what they call, they want to call it. People, it's not an entanglement. They were doing a full-blown relationship. They had a full-blown right. relationship outside of her marriage. It had nothing to do with her marriage. She no. was done, and he was done, and then they decided not to do it. That's how separations typically work. They, if you can't work it out, my, you get divorced. If you can't, you, can't, you stay my, together. My only opinion is really for the people who are spectating. Because I said, oh, they don't know you're alive. They don't even know you're breathing right now. Just like they we didn't know, know any of this had happened until he said something. And had he not said something, it never would have came out. Never. But he had to sell albums, so we get it. We get That's it. That's the get whole it. point. I wish it. they would have said that. He did this to sell albums. That's what they should have said were, on, their, on their him. thing. But they that wasn't was trying cool. to bash him. But I don't even think that's bashing. He did this to sell albums. They'll go buy the album. Help him promote. That's what I would have said. He did this right. to sell albums. Go promote. Uh, go get the album. I'm not. Gotcha. But you go I'm get not. it. <laughs> I mean, he's a singer, but I'll listen to him on YouTube. No, I'm saying that's what Jada should have said. I'm not going to go get it, but you go get it. Because <laughs> he should have told me he was going to do this beforehand. I mean, right. Bring him in on the plane. Right. And here they are. They still praising him, talking about we got love for August. Both of them said it. We still got love for August because when he came to us, he was dying. He was almost right. dead. And we helped him get back on his feet. And that's why he's in the position he's in now because otherwise he probably would have died. Because his fans left him on the side of the road like roadkill. <laughs> if you wasn't taking your shirt off or showing your penis print, they wasn't trying to hear it. And that's what, and then that's my issue with this because all the commentary is based off of his dick, mm-hmm. and that's why she did it because Will got a gay dick or a small a dick. Gay dick. Ah. Just, 
it's just too much. It's too much. And I think I just turned this off now. So well, wrap your well, show. <laughs> well, this has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show, a calabash of everything that I'm thinking and not thinking and should be thinking and not thinking. Real artists, real talk, real live, only on beexposedradio.com. Hopefully next week this bed is gone. My dentist's office opens up so I can get my teeth fixed. Without me.